0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 37. All of these headlines are coming from the week of August 28th. This week, Florida put an end to boys entering girls' locker rooms. California's attorney general sued a school district over its parental notification policy. Boise, Idaho teachers were trained to implement gender ideology. In Colorado, a Marxist teacher becomes a state representative We're talking about equitable grading practices and a California school district paid up big time after they pushed a young girl to transition genders. Story number one. Last week, the Florida Board of Education voted unanimously to pass a new bill known as the Safety in Private Spaces Act. The bill requires individuals to use the restroom or locker room that aligns with their biological sex and it's to be applied to K-12 schools and colleges. Colleges in the state have until April 1st of next year to comply with this new rule. After that, any employee who breaks this rule more than once must be fired. One board member stated in defense of the bill, quote, this is not something that as a culture we should ditch because of a very, very new ideology that is challenging the science of male and female which doesn't change because biology doesn't change, end quote. And in 2021, Governor Ron DeSantis signed the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, which prohibits biological males from competing in women's sports, whether that be in K-12 schools or at the university level. He stated many times that, quote, it's wrong for a teacher to tell a student that they may have been born in the wrong body or that their gender is a choice, end quote. So, Hey, I agree. Boys are boys and girls are girls. Boys should not be using the girls' bathroom or girls' locker rooms. Boys cannot become girls and vice versa. And it's abusive to convince children of the lie that they're born in the wrong body and that they can choose their gender. But, like I talked about last week, this bill is likely temporary. It'll probably last until there's a major lawsuit Or another political party becomes governor or the Board of Education has a woke majority. And when that happens, they'll pass bills and sign laws that I don't agree with or that you don't agree with. And then we'll complain how corrupt the government is. Round and round we go. So my point is, government intervention is not the solution for education. We shouldn't need bills or laws to tell us that boys and girls are different. Right, We already have the laws of nature for that. That should be clearly evident. But the thing is, objective truth is under attack. Because without God, there is no truth. And our society is growing increasingly godless. So if government intervention is not the solution, then what is? Well, how about the lack of government intervention? That's a good start. But how can we achieve that? Well, we can start... By returning to one nation under God. Returning to liberty and e pluribus unum from many one. Shared values. We can start by valuing the nuclear family. Valuing life, marriage, children. Realizing that parents are the first and most important educators. And as such, they should be directing not just the upbringing of their children, but the education of their children. So... If you cannot stay at home to homeschool your kids with a biblical foundation, then join a co-op. If you can't do that, then get your church to start an education scholarship program so you can send your kids to a Christian school, or better yet, a Christian classical school. And if you're a parent and all of these things I just mentioned seemed unrealistic or unfeasible to you, just consider how important and how valuable your children are, then Consider just how incompetent and immoral the government school system is. The two simply don't mix. Story number two. Just last month, the Chino Valley Unified School District in California passed a parent notification policy. You may remember I talked about this, but the policy requires school staff to notify parents within three days if their child uses a different pronoun or name in school. Well, the state attorney general, Rob Bonta, filed a civil rights lawsuit this week against the school district, claiming that the parental notification policies violate the civil rights of LGBTQ students. He stated, quote, the forced outing policy wrongfully endangers the physical, mental and emotional well-being of nonconforming students who lack an accepting environment in the classroom and at home, end quote. So he calls this a forced outing policy. So it's okay for school staff to know about a kid's sexuality, but not the parents. That's what he's saying. And that's wrong. That's inappropriate. This is what undermining parents looks like. This is what it looks like when the state takes the role of the parents and quote unquote raises the children. Sonia Shaw, the president of the Chino Valley Board of Education, stated in defense of the parental notification policy, quote, we will stand our ground and protect our children with all we can because we are not breaking the law. Parents have a constitutional right in the upbringing of their children, period. Bring it. Yes, so that's the right attitude. Only parents can say, my kids, mine. Shaw went on to say that the California Attorney General is, quote, automatically trying to assume parents are dangerous. And I think that's a dangerous, dangerous direction that they're heading in, end quote. And she's absolutely 100% correct. Like I've been saying, government schools and state agencies have a default position now of saying that parents are guilty. Parents are dangerous. You know, we're going to sexualize little kids. They're going to push this transgender lie on kids. That's the default position. That's their starting point And the only way to change it now, it seems to be to engage in civil rights lawsuits for who knows how long. And that means money, 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 tax dollars, tax dollars, tax dollars. So to me, this is what the future of public education looks like, government education. And honestly, it'll pick up in private education as well. So my suggestion is to homeschool your kids. Story number three, sticking with the gender identity topic, in Boise, Idaho, teachers were trained to use preferred pronouns and to present the gender unicorn to their young students. This is the exact same stuff I saw three years ago when I taught for Chicago Public Schools. This is just further proof that these woke trainings are not isolated incidents. They're not just happening on the East and West Coasts. This stuff has been in schools for quite a few years now, And it's more prevalent than ever. So if you're not already familiar with the gender unicorn, I've discussed this quite a bit and included it in my book. But the gender unicorn is a cute little character. It looks like Barney. And it's meant to teach young kids that gender is on a spectrum. You know, you can be physically and emotionally attracted to men, women, or other genders. That's what this unicorn teaches. Other genders. It teaches that. Gender is a made-up idea, and you can be whatever gender you want to be. A man, a woman, or one of many other genders. And of course, this training says that the way to represent your gender is in how you dress. How you present yourself. Which contradicts their whole philosophy because if gender is a social construct, and based on stereotypes, then how does wearing women's clothes dyeing your hair, wearing makeup and jewelry, how does that make a man a woman? You see, they use these stereotypes to justify themselves while at the same time they blast stereotypes as being a social construct. So you can't find logic in any of these things. But many teachers in schools eat it up and they force it on the kids. This training also encourages teachers to have one-on-one meetings with students to establish their pronouns. Not meetings with the parents, but private meetings with the students, which provides the perfect opportunity for teachers to confuse these kids with this fake gender identity garbage. So there were three major contributors to these particular training materials, a group called Gender Spectrum, another group called the Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network, GLSEN, in a group called the Trevor Project, who provides a guide to children called, quote, understanding gender identities. All of these groups target children with LGBTQ materials. In fact, if a school, a teacher's union, a university, an organization, or even a state agency is using some sort of a transgender policy, they probably got it from one of these groups. So definitely pay attention to these activist groups who are providing these materials to schools. Story number four in Colorado, Tim Hernandez used to teach for the Denver public schools. That is before he was fired for being aggressive, divisive and attacking, according to administration. Then he moved on to teach at the Aurora West preparatory Academy and is now a Colorado state representative. Hernandez is a marxist and he advocates for marxist ideals consistently and aggressively here are just a few statements he's made during his teaching career this first one is a statement he made at a union protest quote your communist theory will not save you the revolution will happen in the hood it will not be led by who understands lenin best it will not be led by the deepest marxists the revolution will be led by the people. And I say all of this because I am a teacher, end quote. Next, in 2021, he tweeted, quote, White supremacy is currently upheld by force. So yes, I'm advocating a forceful cultural revolution wherein we assert the dignity of life for all at the expense of white supremacy. We're talking about whiteness and white supremacy. And I'm willing to advocate for any form of disruption to it and every manifestation it has. End quote. So his perspectives are right in line with the Marxist ideals that are being presented in these teacher trainings all over the country. The intersecting identities training that I experienced while teaching in Chicago, it stated that white people are privileged. White people are abusive. Men are abusive. They're threatening. They're intimidating. So are Christians. So are homeowners. So while Hernandez is no longer teaching, he certainly will affect education policy in that state. So that should be another warning shot and another alarm going off for parents in Colorado. Get out of the public schools and take control of what your children are learning. Headline number five, this is just a heads up for parents with children in public or private schools, but you should know if your kid's school is using equitable grading practices. Basically, equitable grading means that no student ever gets a zero in school. Nobody gets a zero. It doesn't matter if you cheated, if you failed, if you didn't turn in an assignment, or simply didn't do any of the work. You will not get a zero. In fact, in a few of my previous schools, we had this policy. And the lowest score a student could get was 50%. Even if they did zero work, turned in zero assignments, answered zero questions on a test, they still get a 50 just for existing. This is the case now in Portland schools, which shouldn't be a shock because, you know, Portland generally is super woke and their schools have been floundering for a while now. But why are schools grading like this? Well, they say it's to overcome, quote unquote, racial disparities and inequities. Of course, because according to them, grading is racist. So this is another way that government schools are conditioning children for a socialist society, where outcomes are the same for everyone, regardless of whether you work or not. And if anyone excels or is prosperous or lifts themselves out of this you know, lowest common denominator, it's either because they're racist, they're abusive, or they're oppressive or the system is racist, abusive, or oppressive. You know, there's no incentive to work anymore, and eventually you'll run out of other people's money, as the saying goes. So it's a lose-lose situation. And that's not where we're heading in the future, that's where we are right now. So parents, if you've decided not to homeschool and you have kids in public or private schools, ask your administrators, ask your teachers, if they're using equitable grading practices and if they are it may be time to get out of there story number six this is a story of a mother named jessica her 11 year old daughter named alicia and a lawsuit with their school in the spreckels union school district in california jessica's daughter alicia who would have been in fifth or sixth grade at the time had been experiencing some gender confusion at school But Jessica, the mother, did not know about this. And the school never told her about this. So this was something that the school chose to keep a secret from the mother. Apparently, the school told young Alicia that she needed to find out who she truly was inside. And in order to help Alicia, the school began to refer to her with male pronouns and told her to use the boys' restroom. So Alicia, Being a young child, confused, impressionable, she trusted the adults at her school and went along with this social transitioning. And the whole time this was happening, the school knowingly kept this information from Alicia's mother, Jessica. Jessica said that once she found out about all this, her relationship with her daughter was strained. Well, of course it was. That's what happens to the parent-child relationship when schools or anyone for that matter, interfere and undermine parental authority. So long story short, Jessica sued the school district and recently settled for $100,000. So think about this. Final thought. These secrecy policies exist all over the country. So if this $100,000 settlement sets any sort of precedent, There will be a lot of school districts paying out big, big bucks in the near future. But remember, while the dollar signs are attention grabbing, there's no amount of money that outweighs the well-being of your child. And now with parental notification policies on the rise, which, by the way, they don't stop schools from indoctrinating kids with gender ideology, schools now have more freedom Schools have more freedom to push gender confusion on kids. All they have to do is tell parents about it so that they can avoid that big lawsuit. Something to think about. Anyway, that's the current state of state schools. Thanks, everybody.